Welcome to Sure Foundation Lutheran Church's podcast channel. The following sermon was preached on Christmas Eve 2022 on the basis of Luke chapter 2 verses 1 to 20. Grace, mercy, and peace are yours from our Lord who humbled himself to be born of a virgin be laid in a manger. Amen. As you listen to some of your favorite Christmas carols sung by some of your your favorite artists, have you ever wondered, uh, do they understand what they're singing? Have you ever wondered if they believed the words that they were singing? I can't tell you how many times my wife and I have had that same discussion about some of our favorite artists as they sing these Christmas carols that, that profess profound truths, especially uh, this one uh, group, Pentatonics. Have you heard of them before? They're they're a a cappella group that's kind of popular around the Christmas time, and and we've we've wondered, because they sing almost every Christmas carol that there is out there, do they understand what they're singing? Now, admittedly, I know nothing about any of the, the individuals in that group. I don't know what they believe, but I do wonder... I wonder if they, they grasp the immensity of the words that they are, are singing. As they sing words to, to hark the herald angels sing, do they get it? As they sing, peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled. Have they felt that peace? Do they know what it means that God and sinners have been reconciled? Or as they sing, Veiled in flesh, the Godhead see, hail the incarnate deity. Do they understand the deep theological truth, the impactful theological truth that they're confessing with those those words? But then, at the same token, do we? As we sing, mild he lays his glories by, born that man no more may die, born to raise us from the earth, born to give us second birth. Do we understand what we're singing? That we're singing that God in all of his divinity humbled himself to be born of a virgin, to be a little child. He set aside the use of his full divinity so he could be like us, so that he could die, so that he could rise, so that he could give us second birth. We know that as we're singing those words, that's what we're confessing. A lifetime of pondering and a lifetime of treasuring those truths aren't enough to get to the bottom of what we are confessing when we sing those words. But it's a lifetime of pondering and a lifetime of treasuring that allows the Holy Spirit to work in us true and lasting peace. You heard those two words, treasure and ponder. You heard it towards the end of our Luke 2 reading. As, as Mary was reflecting back on, on everything that had just happened, it says, Mary treasured up all of these things and she pondered them in her heart. You know, even for Mary, this was a lot. This was a lot to treasure. This was a lot to, to ponder. And a whole lifetime of Mary's would not be enough to, to get to the bottom of what just happened on that Christmas night. But for Mary, it wasn't really just that Christmas night. You can rewind nine months before that when her life changed completely. 
She was just a, a teenage girl ready to marry her, her fiancé, Joseph, with her whole life ahead of her. Who, who knows what she pictured for her life. But suddenly an angel appeared to her and said, you're going to, to give birth to the Son of God. For nine months, you are going to carry the Son of God inside of you. <laughs> How do you prepare for that birth? What, what do you think that baby shower was like? You know, Mary probably went through all of the, the same preparations and plans that any woman at that time would have, have gone through. But still, with all the planning, with all the preparing, how could she prepare for that, right? And she may have done a lot of planning, but as we, we read from Luke chapter 2, I can't imagine things went exactly how she had pictured them going, do you think Mary planned that, that Caesar Augustus would issue a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world, which would mean that in her third trimester, she'd have to travel from Nazareth down to Bethlehem on the back of a donkey in a cart or walking or maybe a combination of, of all three? <laughs> yeah, probably not. Do you think it was in her birth plan to have the, the sound and smell of animals? She probably had a nice little bassinet there at her home in, in Nazareth, but in Bethlehem, it was a cattle trough with, with hay in it. You think she expected that? Probably not. As she pictured what the, the scene would be like as she, she had her, her child, do you think she pictured her first visitors to be rough and tough shepherds? Her, her mom hadn't even come to visit the, the child yet, but yet these rough and tough shepherds, they were there visiting her right after she gave birth to this this child. Things didn't go probably like Mary planned at all. But kind of like is the case with us, when things don't go quite according to plan, when things kind of go way differently, we, we tend to remember those things the best, right? Even if Mary wanted to forget some of the, the events of that, that night or those last nine months, she wouldn't be able to forget any of them. They were burned into her, her memory. But she didn't want to forget any of them. She wanted to remember every single detail of that night and of the last nine months. Not because she was sentimental. Sure, there was probably a sentimental part of her, right, that wanted to remember the birth of her first child. But she wanted to remember everything about that night. She wanted to treasure and ponder everything that had happened because she understood what the birth of this child meant. Not just for her, but for all of humanity that the Son of God was born, that the Messiah was born. She wanted to know and ponder and treasure what that meant for her and for the world. This is one of the most historic nights in all of history. That's what we're going to do, what we have been doing already tonight, pondering and treasuring. No matter how many times we hear this, uh, we ponder, we treasure, and as we ponder and treasure... We grow in our, our peace. The Holy Spirit works in our hearts, real and lasting peace. There's a lot of details we could focus on in this, in this section, but tonight we're going to focus on the shepherds. The shepherds, these rough and tough shepherds as I've talked about, they were, they were out in the Bethlehem hills tending their sheep. Now I say they're rough and tough because the shepherds were the, the rough around the edges kind of guys. If you talked with them, you, you kind of get that impression right away. And it wasn't just because they worked with with sheep. It wasn't just because they were dirty. It was because that was their lifestyle. These rough and tough shepherds were out in the Bethlehem uh, hills tending their sheep. 
It was dark, and all of a sudden, a bright light appears, and this angel appears before, before them. And he says, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. He says, do not be afraid, because the shepherds were obviously terrified, um, mostly because they, they were surprised, maybe, but also because the angels aren't just those cuddly uh, cartoon figures that we see in, in cartoons, right? They, they were scary beings. These were holy beings. And whenever a sinner comes into the presence of a holy being, they are terrified. Because what do they assume? A sinner in the presence of a holy being assumes that judgment is coming for them. They are convicted in their heart. They realize how big of a sinner they are and how unholy they are in the presence of this holiness. But the angel says, do not be afraid. I haven't come to bring you judgment. I have come to bring you good news. Another word for good news is the gospel. He came to bring the gospel to a sin-sick world, to a world that stood condemned before their, their judge, before God. He came to bring news about this child, the Messiah, the Lord, the, the head crusher, the Christ. Now, even uneducated, rough-and-tough shepherds understood the significance of this. This was the Messiah that was promised way, way, way back then. And promised and promised again throughout the Old Testament. This was the Christ, the Savior that people had waited for since the fall into sin. And now they were going to get to go see this, this Christ, this Messiah. But do you think they were a little surprised when they showed up? I suppose it's kind of hard to, uh, to picture what you're going to see when you're told you're going to go see the Messiah. But as they, they rolled up to the address and, and saw that they're... They're at a stable. Were they surprised that, that the great helper of Israel, that the joy to all mankind was laying in a, a manger, was a helpless little baby? They may have been surprised if, if they hadn't heard what the angels told them. The angels said, this will be a sign to you, right? You will find the baby lying in a manger. This isn't an accident. This is the one. This is the one that I, I had promised. Not to mention what they had experienced right after that. The heavens, not, not just one angel, but the heavens open and this whole host of angels are in the sky and they're saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. The angels were giving glory to God because the glory of God had come to earth. The angels were giving glory to God because the glory of God was hidden in this child. The full glory of God, the whole divinity of God, what was in this child. He looked frail. He looked tiny and delicate. He looked humble. This nativity scene looked lowly. But despite all of those things, this was God in the flesh. This was God keeping his promise that the Messiah would come and here he was, the full glory of God right there. The shepherds weren't going to be fooled that, that even though this baby looked helpless, this was their Savior. Let's look at the angel's words one last time. I'll say them again. Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. Because the glory of God came to dwell among us, the glory goes to God, 
the comfort comes to man. You notice that in the praise, right? Glory goes to God. The comfort comes to mankind. The glory goes to God. The peace comes to mankind. Because the glory came from God and resided in that manger, he came to bring peace to all mankind. And this is real peace that we're talking about here. This isn't the peace that we normally think of when we think of peace. We, we may think of, uh, of a lake that, that there's no wind, there's not even a ripple in the lake, and there's just a, a moment of this feeling of tranquility, and, and that's what we think of when we think of peace. Jesus came to bring real and lasting peace. Peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled. That's the peace. God and sinners reconciled. This little baby laying in the manger is the one who came to bring peace to the world because he was the one who came to bring God and sinners back together again to reconcile man to God because what started at the manger would end at the cross. And that baby was lying in that manger for you. Not just for Mary and Joseph, not just for the shepherds, but for you. It's interesting that, that as the angels are talking to the shepherds, they use that, that personal pronoun there. They, they say, today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. So that th this baby wasn't just born to Mary because she was the one who birthed this baby. This baby wasn't just born to Joseph because he was helping Mary out. This baby wasn't just born to the shepherds because they were there to see him. This baby was born for you, to save you. To, to reconcile you to God and to bring you peace. As many Christmases as we get to sit here or somewhere else and, and hear uh, the, a sermon on, on Luke chapter 2 and, and ponder the reading from Luke chapter 2, we will never ever get to the bottom of, of the theological depth that's in there. As many times as, as we ponder this this text, we will never ever exhaust the comfort that we receive through it. But we'll continue every year to ponder this text. We'll continue to ponder these words from God. And as we, we ponder, the Holy Spirit will, will, will bring us to treasure these words. He will bring us to treasure these words because it is through these words that he brings us true, lasting, and real peace. Amen. Hi there, Pastor Wilkie here. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon. If you liked this sermon and like the content that we're producing as a church, could you do us a favor? Could you hit subscribe on whatever platform you are listening to this on? That helps us be, be heard by more people more often so that more people might hear about Jesus and his love. Take care, have a great week, and we'll see, we'll see you next week for another sermon.